Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Chance Encounter, flash fiction from the Noctis Point universe. Father, how is the war going? Ganymede, night. Jupiter is large as it rises over the brow of the hill, and with it comes a man. His slick suit is shining dully, reflecting distortions of the village below. He holds his gun in the same way a drowning man holds onto driftwood. Hanging from one of his tightly clenched hands is a gold chain, a small picture threaded onto it of a beautiful woman, raven black hair framing her smiling face. He doesn't even bother to bring the gun up, to use the sights, as he squeezes the trigger. Lasers spray down into the ramshackle houses. I suppose that's a silly question. If you're still there, it's not going well. The village explodes into activity, Jovians running in every direction. Not for nothing are they called spiders by the newscasts back on Earth. Their long, pointed legs click frantically over rock as they try to escape death. More soldiers climb to the top of the hill and add their firepower to his. Buildings are burning now. The Jovians can't see it. But under the security of his mirrored helm, the man is grinning fiercely. The newscasts always seem to be full of positive little snippets. How the Imperial 14th Psych Legion stormed the orbital gun emplacements around Ganymede. The man runs down the hill to meet Jovians coming towards him, farm tools in their clumsy three-fingered hands. He fires point-blank, the thin lasers punching holes through their thick chitin. The bombardment of Spider City on Europa. He feels the concussion wave of a blast off to one side and turns to see two Jovians thrown aside like ragdolls, they land on their backs and their legs immediately curl inwards, just like a real spider. That sort of thing. The spiders are always portrayed as evil. The man sees a single Jovian run towards a building, more cupboard-sized than any of the others. It pulls the door open and looks around, locks eyes with the man for the briefest of seconds, then runs inside. He dashes up to the door, catches it before it swings shut and pulls it open. Steps lead down into darkness, cut into the rock itself. Brutal. Bloodthirsty. Take no prisoners. He catches up to the Jovian at the bottom of the stairs as it stands in the doorway to the next room. His trigger finger convulses, and the Jovian has time to look back in something approaching panic before the first shots hit. It's blasted backwards into the room, its hide a mass of burn marks. It must have been difficult before without Mother but I have faith that you weren't just acting out of blind revenge. I've seen the good in you. I wonder sometimes what it would have been like had we not met. It was chance, pure and simple, that threw us together. To wipe the sweat out of his eyes, moves past the body of the Jovian to see what lies in the room. He clicks on his helmet lights and surveys the room. He sees movement and raises his gun, then stops, dumbfounded. I wonder whether our paths would have crossed had you not seen me for what I am, a child like any other. The room is a birthing creche. He's seen them in the briefings, knows that they are high-priority targets. Large, jelly-like eggs are all around, burn holes in most of them, but that's not what stops him. The Jovian he chased down here is slumped against a wall, and he sees it's a female now, sees the thinner face and dorsal pouches for carrying young. She has one of the children, freshly hatched, cradled in her arms. She whispers quiet words to it in a language he can never know, and he suddenly remembers the last time he saw his wife. She lay in a hospital bed, 
their newborn son in her arms, her face discolouring with the same disease that was killing them both. Men in hazmat slick suits moved in, blocking his view of her, and now, as then, he feels hot tears on his cheeks. Whatever it was that made you lay down your gun and say, Enough! Enough, he says, and shoulders his rifle. Whatever made you carry me out of there, despite the protestations of the men in your unit, I thank you. Clutching the child to his shoulder, its body still soft and unformed, he walks out of the darkness and into the flickering fires of the village. The Jovians are dead and the soldiers, his unit, are celebrating until he walks into the floodlit area under the skimmer that brought them here. One by one they fall silent, looking at him, and he can feel the atmosphere changing. As the first questions come in over the comms, he keeps walking away from them. You gave up everything for me. Finding food for the Jovian was difficult, but he had contacts. It ate messily, but it smiled, aping his expressions. It grew quickly, the chitin plates on its back and stomach hardening and darkening in colour. You left your unit, your career. The child learned quickly and grew even quicker. Before long it was playing games with him, running around, kicking and throwing balls. The games deepened in complexity as his understanding grew and the man knew the joys and pains of watching a child develop. When illness struck, he sought help and in time the child was able to care for itself better than he could. You taught me everything I know. Before he realised it, years had passed. They could sit together on the porch, him in an easy chair, and the child, no longer a child in anything but name, on a specially designed Jovian lounger. They listened to newscasts about the war together, discussing, commenting, analysing. When the call to arms came again, when the fragile peace was broken, I understood. The man placed the last few things he needed into the vaccine case and closed it. He turned. The child was watching him and he could see sadness mirrored in the large black marble eyes that all Jovians shared. He turned and looked in the mirror, seeing how the child towered over him now, how his shoulders were slightly stooped, his hair greyed, his own eyes surrounded by laughter lines. I still remember what you told me as you left. The man stood by the door, puts his hand on the child's shoulder. It's important to fight for what you believe in, he says, and not just blindly follow orders. He leaves, and the child, now an adult, is alone in the house. He moves to the window to watch his father walk away. I try every day to be the sort of man you nurtured, father. The adult child looks out into the Ganymedian landscape where Jupiter is once again touching the horizon, out past the Jovian houses. The scene is being repeated all around the village, husbands and fathers leaving their families to rejoin the war effort. Everywhere there are signs of the man's influence. Houses are better designed, able to withstand the elements, arranged defensively. The Jovians go back to war not with spears, but on a more equal footing, trained by the man in payment for medicine, equipment, for care and consideration. The man walks away with the Jovian warband, ready to make good on his own words. Come back safely, father.